it's about Caleb knowing what you want, but yeah. also knowing why you want it. Like, because yeah. the quest for an A is absolutely meaningless yeah. without a higher purpose. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. Jordan, my man, welcome to the show. Caleb, thanks for having me. I was, I was uh, hoping you'd ask me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it's, it's about time, my friend. It's about time. <laughs> uh, well, the real reason why it's been delayed my, is I wanted to promote your TED Talk. That was going to be absolute fire. And we were just talking before on the show that it's, it's going to be a little bit delayed because of this whole pandemic. And I, I'll also say the, the reaction that our country has had towards this, this virus has been probably more alarming. Dude, I'm not going to read your whole bio because that would spend, I would be like 30 minutes long, but I just, I want, I want people to know a little bit of who we're talking to. Jordan Paris is 22 years old. You're an author. You have a, an amazing podcast that I was, if, if you want to go back to uh, check out your podcast, check out the growth mindset university, check out episode 149. Yours truly uh, mm-hmm. got interviewed, but dude, you've, you have, you've had some killer killer people on there um you've been featured in forbes entrepreneur men's health yahoo finance market watch like all those things you're if you're on linkedin go find and follow jordan paris he comes up with some incredible content we got connected about a year ago well actually a little over a year ago yeah (laughs) and i've just been blown away man i've been blown away by your mindset and we're going to talk a little bit about your ted talk but i just want to take a step back Jordan Paris, 22 years old. There's a lot behind that. Can you give a little bit of like your backstory, like who, who, you, who you really are? Because that gives us context on what you've done and why you're so motivated. And then I want to well, delve into some, uh, some controversial topics around education. Uh, I, I mean, I, I have no shortage of controversial things to talk about, uh, but, as we both know. But yeah, first off, man, thanks for having me. Seriously, I appreciate it. And yeah, I mean, look, I was, uh, I, I grew up uh, very ordinary upbringing and uh, uh, really nothing out of the ordinary at all. And, uh, you know, I had this serving job from 16 to, oh, I started as a busser, made my way to server and from 16 to 18, uh, 18 and a half, if you want to be precise. And, uh, and I got out of there and I said, uh, I said, never again, I, I won't uh, work for anyone ever again. And thank God I've kept that promise ever since then and there's really no turning back and now I'm 22 about to turn 23 in a couple of months and uh and uh yeah having fun with it (laughs) well okay so you're so you are you almost graduated you have one more year no I I did graduate I did in in May yeah all right congratulations this is like the worst worst year uh to be a senior um or the best (laughs) depending on your mindset um yeah Talk to me about like even pre-college, what kind of things that you wanted to do? I know that you said sure. you never wanted to be a server. Like what were, what were some of the things that motivated you? And then like a lot of times I ask like how your parents met because it gives context on some of your um, background. So you don't have to answer that, but like a little bit more sure. about your upbringing because I also sure. think we've, we've had conversations about how blessed we were um, to, to be grow, grow up. And yes, we, our parents may not have been wealthy, but they, they taught us some things, good and bad, that we are now being self-aware, saying, like, this is, this is good mm-hmm. and bad. 
Well, context, I will give that context, uh, doctor and nurse. So you can imagine how they met, you know, it's, uh, it's, yeah. And yeah. Uh, uh, what was before that? What was, what was the, what was the question? Uh, just, just getting context on like, uh, what, what did your parents teach you? Like what paradigms did you come in? Because your whole, we're, we're going to talk about education and you're going to share some things that I think are going to be really. Oh, and, and, and uh, sure. And then some of, I, I, I remember the question now and you were talking about some of like, like, what did you like aim to, to, what were you thinking about before and all that? Okay. Yeah. Um, look, I, I, I was, uh, you know, I was, I was always pretty average to be honest. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I didn't have any, I didn't really have high hopes. Uh, I mean, you know, maybe like I wanted to be, you know, baseball player or something like that, uh, you know, when I was really young, but you know, really when I got into my teen years, I didn't have, I didn't have these big aspirations. Like I just wanted to get into a good school and get a good job. And I wasn't even saying like, I'm going to do these things. I was saying like, I hope I'll get into a good school. I hope I'll get a decent job. I hope I'll make decent money. And uh, I was just hoping, man. Hope is not a strategy. It's really not. Well, it is. It's just not a good one. <laughs> it, it, it is. Uh, and it's a, it's a necessary component, hope is. But if that's all you've got, that's a problem. That, you know, you see people, uh, you know, who, you know that, that book, The Secret. Uh, they, yeah, they read that book and uh, they just got to think about it. They just got to, like, manifest it and hope. But, like, like. Nah, you know, it's, it's not a good strategy. Um, but yeah, like I, I had very middling uh, desires and, and hopes and, 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 and dreams, if you even want to call it that. And then something, something switched in, uh, you know, towards the end of high school where I started reading, right? I, I picked up uh, Tony Robbins, Awaken the Giant Within. I picked up a book called The Mastery of Love. I read How to Win Friends and Influence People. And all of a sudden, like there was this radical shift in mindset and belief in myself and what I could really do with my life. Yeah, man, I, I had the same kind of awakening where I started reading some of the same books. And I can very much, being your friend, you live by what, what Dale Carnegie talks about, how to win <laughs> friends and influence people, because you just really are. Like you, there's not agendas behind what you talk about. You're a connector. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a better off person because you're in my life. And, um, that, that says a lot. Um, so let's talk about this, this concept you got into college. Did you think college was a, was a scam or misleading before you got in, or is it something no, that I mean, you just realized when you were there? Cause you said no. earlier, you're like, the goal is to get a college degree so you could get a good job. When did that change? Yeah. Yeah. I remember being there was a couple of moments in my freshman year number one i remember being outside of my residence hall which uh be a little bit pretentious here i was the president of that building i was the president of that residence hall and i uh I remember th i was on the phone with my uncle brian who introduced me to those books that i had just mentioned all three of those books he, he you know he turned me on to those uh, also taught me how to work out and meditate and, and everything. So uh, a lot of credit goes to him. And I remember being on the phone with him and you know, I was at the time a, a, a finance uh, major or, or, uh, or accounting, one of the two. And I was thinking about going to the other, you know, finance or accounting. And, um, and then he, and he's telling me like, like, dude, why don't you, why don't you like 
do this like general business and and uh spend more of your time like reading and doing and and learning things that actually matter i don't think he remembers that and i only remembered it the other day it's not something i think about all the time but i i, I remember that moment very clear that like i remember where i was like looking uh it's, it's just weird you know and uh so that's like one little thing another thing is you know a little it was like that was first semester and second semester i remember being in the uh car with my friend and we were driving and i i just remember thinking like i said to him you know i think if i dropped out of college right now i'd be good and at the time i i had just gotten my national academy of sports medicine uh, certification and personal training and i had just gotten a couple of my first in-home clients you know not not working at a gym or anything but making $60 an hour on my own 100% goes to me and I'm not giving a cut to the gym or whatever and uh, I just remember yeah I, and I was like yeah I think it'd be okay if I if I dropped out as a freshman and my friend Patrick he's like you know what I think so too and from there it just I just started to realize more and more the 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 crap uh that that these that these college courses really really were and how they were not serving me personally they maybe they serve some people but for me there was zero value in it and people are like oh well it's, you get what you put into it well zero multiplied by anything is is zero i mean no matter how much i put into it it wasn't it was not going to serve me and if I did put stuff into it, it would have actually been a disservice to me. Right. I would have had to have gotten a job when I got, got out of college if I put more into school. Right. Thank God I didn't. You know, I, 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 after freshman year, really, I was, I was done. And you can see, I went through my transcript the other day with my, with my mother. She pulled it up for me. And she, we were looking at my GPA by semester. It was like first semester, like 3.6. And then second, like 3.5. And then like 3.6. And then you look at sophomore year, second semester, it's like 2.4. And then it's the next one's like 2.4. And the next one's 2.4. <laughs> and so, you, you, did you graduate? Can you graduate with a 2.4? I graduated like a 3.01. All right, all right. Because <laughs> actually my, my, my last two semesters, I had just so figured out the system. I was so gaming the system and so just – like like many people game the college system and i i just knew how to put in zero effort and get a high b or a low a and so i did the last two semesters with pretty darn good grades actually so any parent that's like get um set on college is like my kids are not listening to this interview i'm, I'm like hiding this from right, them right right my, yeah <laughs> my, my hope is listen with an open mind and we're, we're a little bit different. We have the same, you know, out, we have the same kind of outlook on college. I got a great, great point average just because that's kind of my personality. Like mm -hmm. I want to do it. I can't help myself, but I will go out, go like, I'll, I'll repeat what you just said. I put a lot of time into something. And if you actually look at the results, you actually look at what came from that. I am where right. I am because of other things, not because of college. And what I found is college makes you focus on things that really aren't important, like grades. And it also, if you look at a, a lot of times, you're focused on like grades and, and like you're, you're just focused on the wrong things. Yes. It's about, Caleb, knowing what you want, but yeah. also knowing why you want it. Like, because yeah. the quest for an A is absolutely meaningless yeah. without a higher purpose. 
beyond just getting that A. If you know that A is going to, uh, like, or for example, if you want to go save lives and be a doctor, like that's your purpose, you've wanted to do that uh, since you were young, then uh, yeah, go get that A because it's going to get you into medical school. Yeah. If you want to fight for innocent people on death row, then yeah, go get that A because it's going to get you into law school. See, the A in these cases is not the end, but it's a means to an end. Yeah. Because yeah. like I said, the quest for an A is meaningless without a purpose beyond just getting that A. If you want to be an entrepreneur, study less, socialize more. I'm not saying party every single Friday, Saturday night, but like, right. like figure out how to serve people. Figure out how to like create something, do a thing, put yeah. something out in the market, test it, try to, try to market it. Yeah. And, and, and try to get clients, try to get customers yeah. and spend, spend your time executing on ideas. If you want to be an entrepreneur, don't spend time busting your, your balls to get an yeah. A plus that, that's going to do absolutely nothing for you. Yeah. A couple things, value, like be, be just learn to be valuable. And you're totally right. Like one of the things that we do at Better Wealth is we try to like help people get clear on what they actually want. And then get them there the most efficient way. And so if you're, if you're going to be a doctor, if you're going to be in a lawyer, if you're even going to be like you have clarity on something and you know that the degree will get you there the best, no, nothing wrong with college. I think sure. you and I can both say there's a lot of people in college that are worse off, that have no clarity, that come out with not just debt. Everyone wants to talk about debt and let's talk about that. But let's also talk about the lost opportunity cost of time of three, four, five, sometimes six years. Right. Of, of not getting where you want to go. And not only are you in debt, but you're six years behind where you could be. Right. The, the, the worst thing I see, this ha the, uh, uh, so many people, I'm not saying everyone, but so many people go to graduate school just because they get that four-year degree and they're like, oh, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. So, so let me take on more debt. Let me get more education. And, uh, and they go to graduate school for reasons no, no more than that. I think it's a big problem. You know, people are, are aimless and aimlessness is a vice. It really is. And if you're going through college aimlessly, you have no idea why you're there, no idea uh, what you're going to do afterwards. And you're continuing to pile on student loan debt all the while you uh, wander around aimlessly, then that's a gigantic problem. And it takes shape in the fact that we, uh, we have $1.65 trillion of student loan debt in America. Uh, about 42.5 million Americans owe an average of $38,887. Uh, like and and you know, the numbers change like little by little every now and then. But uh, this has been at 1.65 for a long time, man. Uh, or at least the past year that I've been looking. Uh, it's not going down. It's only going up uh, little by little. And um, it's a lot of people that owe a lot of money. It's money that owing $38,000, that sets you back decades, if not an entire uh, lifetime. I mean, young people, Caleb, are, are buying homes less often. I know you're, you're, you're quite the outlier. You have this great home. You got this great <laughs> Tesla, right? And, uh, but, but that's not, not the case. Young people are buying homes less often, and they're starting families later and later because, uh, in large part, I think, because of them of of dozens of millions owing thirty eight thousand dollars. Yeah. That's yeah. It's, it's awful. It, it's it, really it's it's setting people back. And and you can't declare bankruptcy on it. it's like the only thing you can't declare bankruptcy on student loans. I I, I think it's I, I it almost borders on criminal the way, like 
higher education has positioned themselves and positioned themselves and created a cult-like following to say, you need this and you will not be successful without this. Just an absolutely brilliant marketing strategy. I think, I mean, people talk about defunding the police, defund the police, defund the universities. <laughs> you we couldn't help yourself. Money, man. We got in, we had like, we got 20 minutes in and then you went for it. So <laughs> I love <laughs> I mean, that. Look at, these, look at these idiots at Harvard charging $50,000 for a Zoom education. My brother at, you know, I, uh, we met when I went to visit my brother out in Colorado, a bowler, and they're charging the same, the exact same price as they did last year for in-person classes. Now they're charging the same price for Zoom classes. The value, the, the value is fundamentally different. Like it's, it, they're not the same things. You can learn, you can learn more from 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 Warren Buffett or Charlie Munger, or in, in for for a much an exponentially smaller fee than than that. You could learn more. You could you could have a better ROI from just about any $15 book out there yep. than you'll have with your freaking zoom classes for $50,000. Yeah. yeah. Um, so talk about you getting uh, like accepted by Ted because dude, you're young. Like you got, like you got the green lights of number one, congratulations. Thanks. And then talk about how you would open that up and w- what kind of points that you would talk on. I know we covered some, but like, so I mean, may, maybe this will be like the pre Ted Ted talk. Like you'll get the inside scoop before you could become famous on Ted. Sure. <laughs> well, uh, you know, there, there are a few things I have actually about, I had a, a whole note card of like tips that were given to me by an organizer, uh, to, to get accepted to, to Ted. And it's ironically enough, it's that organizer ended up, ended up accepting me, <laughs> uh, months later, uh, over half a year later. Um, it's the, the note card is a thousand miles away right now. I still have it, but I wish I had it in front of me. You know, some of the things on there are, you know, when you're, when you're pitching your idea, when you fill out the form, call, say, I have a clear keyword, clear and concise keyword, concise. I have a clear and concise idea that I can talk about in nine minutes. Now you're the, I just get your foot in the door. You'll get more than nine minutes more than likely. Uh, but just, just say, just, just because they're on a, they're on a, they got, they got a budget in terms of time. They can't go all day. Not everyone can have a, a 16 minute talk. Uh, they want to, and they got to make tough decisions and, and they can accept more speakers if they make their talks 12 minutes and if they make all the talks 16 minutes. So, you know, you come in, Oh, I can present this really quickly. Uh, that's a, that's a good, that's a good sign. The other thing is you're really not going to get accepted. Uh, and this comes from that organizer, David Riggs. Uh, if you are not, uh, if, if you apply and you don't reach out to any of the organizers or the curators personally, uh, after you submit your application, if you don't do that, I mean, you're just going to, you just going to get filtered out with the rest of them. You're, re- you're not going to get accepted. No one's going to pay attention. You're going to get the standard decline letter. But if instead you, after you fill out the application, you reach out to some of the organizers start creating a relationship with them, not trying too hard, but try to try to create a relationship with them, at least reach out. Uh, you're, you're boosting your chances of uh, getting accepted exponentially. And, and the only reason I got accepted to one is because I made a relationship with this guy. I, I was on the phone with him in February of 2019. And then in like uh, uh, September of 19, he, he's like, fill this out. I want you to apply. When, when the applications came out. 
I was like, all right, awesome. And then uh, November came and, uh, and I got accepted. So, yeah. So when you, when you take the stage, what kind of things are you going to talk about? Like, how are you going to open it up and what, what's going to be the thesis of your TED talk? Essentially college is useless without these four things. It's all about, you know, if you do these four things, you will get, you will get the most out of your college experience. And it's through a series of four, I call them make the most, you know, make the most number one, number two, number three, number four. Uh, and, uh, and, and yeah, you know, it's, it's a way to get out of college without uh, a massive amount of debt. And if, you know, whatever little debt you do have to take on and you can get out without regretting your debt. I, I, I forget the number in my talk. Um, I was practicing my talk every day until it got postponed um, so I haven't looked at it in many, many months, Caleb, but I think it, it was like 30 some percent uh, or a high or 40 percent like regret their debt, you know, regret taking on any student loan debt. Um, and it was like a study by Merrill Lynch or something. Uh, but uh, I mean, regardless, I have it referenced in the exact number in my TED talk. I, I have a friend um, who's like, yeah, I have a ton of debt over six figures, but I just had some amazing friends and experiences in college and it was worth it. And I was thinking in my head, I'm like, hmm. is it, would it be possible to have those same friends and same experiences? Mm -hmm. Now, maybe not depending on like if you, how, where you travel, but it's like, it's so interesting. It's like, I agree with you. I, I do have some amazing friends and experiences and guess what? It wasn't in the classroom that those I went know. down. <laughs> it's, it's very, very funny. You know, the people will often point to like the socialization aspect of like, and the network of, you know, why college is, college is worth it because, because of those things. And I, I, but that's not what you're paying for. That's not actually the product. It, it, it's a side effect, but that's not what they're selling, number one. And number two, I mean, Caleb, you know the types of people that are in my network. And school had nothing to do with it, man. <laughs> I made uh, I made a few close friends that I'll keep for life, a, a few. Yeah. But uh, you know, as cold as it sounds, I I, I could have I, I I mean I would have made friends elsewhere. Um, yeah. I, so I, I would have. And so to clarify, could someone I could play devil's advocate and say, Jordan, you're the biggest hypocrite. Mm -hmm. You got a college degree, but but mm -hmm. it, it just yeah, just yeah. be clear. Just be clear. You're not anti college. You're just anti aimlessly going to college and not having a clear direction of where you want to go because you're going to be worse off. Did I, did I like summarize that? Well, yeah, yeah, I'd say, and I just think that there are better ways too. like if, you know, Dean Graziosi, when he was on my show, you know, gave the example of his daughter who wants to be an interior designer, loves art, wants to be an interior designer. Uh, maybe she's like 12 or 13 right now. So, you know, things can change, but you know, as it stands, uh, you know, she can either go to school and, you know, spend uh, several years getting the degree and grades and, uh, you know, maybe getting an internship uh, or when, uh, you know, after she finishes high school, she can reach out to the 10 uh, top interior designers in America and write the best sales letter of her entire life explaining why she will be the best employee ever for them for a year at, at, at a, at a cost of $0 yep. and she can learn from them. And then um, in, in, half the money that would have been spent in college on tuition on pointless courses she could spend starting her own interior design business and so yeah. when she's you know when she's in her early 20s she can be a businesswoman who's 
uh, who's, who has great, a great level of freedom. Yep. And uh, yeah, I, I think that's just an, I, yeah, I just and build, build value and be able to quantify that value. Like, I, just like that's the mindset you have to think either in a network or in a portfolio or start your own business. I mean, not everyone's going to be an entrepreneur, right? But I have the statement of like, you got to invest in yourself. You got to, you have to value yourself. And so start um, figuring out ways to increase the value that you bring to the world and be able to articulate that mm -hmm. because we are, we're not just paid for the value that we bring. We're paid for the, the value that's realized through how we show up. And I just mm -hmm. think that um, it's so great, dude, you are incredibly connected. Like incredible. Well, I, before can can we before yeah. before I get to that, I want to just close what I what I said about the interior design. People, like oh, how am I going to write the best? Set? I don't even know how to get reach out to them. What do I do? It's so easy to get in touch with anyone, and this will lead into our networking things. So don't forget that thread. But so easy. You you get Hunter.io, a free Chrome extension. You can go to like you go to you go to Better Wealth. What, what's your website? BetterWealth.com or Better yeah, BetterWealth.com. Better yep. well, you can go to betterwealth.com and you could literally find every email associated with that website. You can get in touch with Caleb real quick. You can go to grantcardone.com and find Grant's email like that. I got That's how I interviewed Grant. I just went to his website, found his email with hunter.io, a free tool. And uh, he emailed me back in like nine minutes. And then what like and then rocketreach.co is a, is a great tool to use as well. And, uh, it, dude, just, just so, so simple. Um, and, and then you write, you write the email and, uh, if you write it well, they, they reply. If you're, if you're brief and, and explain very clearly what's in it for them, instead of like begging them, like, oh, I want, uh, I, I can, I, I'll do anything to work for you for free. Then if you say that you're giving them a homework assignment, they have to now figure out what you can do and what you're good at. That's your, like you, sh you should know exactly what you're good at and what you can do when you're approaching these people. So. I want to, I want to camp on that for, for just a second, because I love that you just like, you just gave someone the alternative to college, like, by the way, very valuable. So go back and listen to what Jordan just said, but okay. So, so if you're, if you're helping somebody, first of all, you got to get clarity on what you want. If someone's not clear in what you want, do you have any recommendations like take a gap year, go work for free for some That's other people? Tough. Like, It's very tough, you know, because take, taking the gap year, uh, I mean, I, look, I'm not the gap year expert. Um, you know, I, I, my brother was like thinking of taking a gap year because of what they're doing at Colorado Boulder and with the tuition and Zoom classes. And uh but he was going to, you know, he was going to live in my parents' basement and do DoorDash. Like, like that's not a gap year. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's not it. <laughs> well, yeah. And he would be, he would be taking a break from college. And so he probably already knows, does he, does your brother know what he wants to do? Yeah. He's there for aerospace engineering. Right. And so my, and I'll just give my two cents on this and you can, we can jam on this. It's like, the best way is to just just be intentional and learn. And I would say if you if you want to go to college but you don't have clarity on what you want, I would encourage you to take some time, not in your parents' basement and just right. like doing a regular job, but to like go work for free for a couple people, find people that are successful, find people that you would be willing to trade places with, interview them, um, ask questions, see if you can internship, like be valuable. Not, don't just be like, oh, I'm going to be dead weight around here and just know. But it's like, Man, there's so much opportunity, and so yeah. is that. Is there anything that you would add or subtract to that yes. as it relates to knowing where you want to go? 
Yeah, you can also, I mean, this is the path that I took. This is how I eventually stumbled upon uh, what I wanted to do with my life and where I am today. I mean, it started out with just reading and learning and becoming a, a worldly individual and uh, uh, learning from people who ought to know and, um, and, and just doing different things. I got on camp. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I, I got on campus and I just started doing, doing, doing. Literally, within the first week, I was a, a college cheerleader. I never like had done a backflip or done any of that in my life before. And I, I played football the last year of high school. I didn't, like, I was not on my radar. Uh, but I, 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 that opportunity came across my desk, and I, I decided without hesitation, I'm going to do that. Uh, I, I, I was like, oh, oh my god, I can run for president of, of my residence home. Done doing that. Yes, I'm absolutely doing. It. I didn't even think about it. Decided without hesitation. Uh, and the other thing, you know, I joined a fraternity. Uh, so I just did, I had friends in every sphere of the campus and, and, uh, I was just doing all these things, learning about myself and, uh, reading all along the way. And, um, and it, and it really worked out for me. And I, I really do believe if, uh, if you're constantly like taking chances and doing things and trying new things and reading all along the way, that um, you're going to have a, a very favorable outcome in your life and you're going to figure out what you want to do. And the deciding without hesitation part, just do these things. Like don't sit there and think forever. Like, Oh, should I do this? Uh, weigh the pros and cons. When you're young and you got nothing to lose, like just literally just do it because the goddess of good luck favors men and women of action. So, and, and, oh. and things will work out for you. I love that, man. And if you're in college or you are going to go to college or like we're not we're not saying drop out or saying is make the most of yes. where you're at. And just because you're going to Harvard doesn't mean that you should just leverage the the paper, piece of paper at the end of the at the end of your time. It's really like figure out the people and make good friends and make good choices and opportunity costs are just every day. Just be relentless on making every day count. I want to talk about want to talk about networking, and this also goes into if someone knows what they want, and they may find that college is not for them, or they or they're trying to weigh should I go to college or something else. What if if someone has clarity on what they want in life? What are like networking one hundred and one that has gotten people like like you like James and Grant Cardone and other like big big name people on your show and just become friends with like how what what would your two cents be as it relates to to networking? Yeah, there's a few rules. Number one, treat everyone like they can get you a cover story in Forbes magazine. Number two, dig the well before you're thirsty. That's uh, as in build rapport before, if ever, you need to go in with an ask of any sort, right? Don't just, you know, when you go, just, don't just go to people only when you need something from them. Yeah. You know, treat everyone like they can get you a cover story on Forbes magazine and, 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 and like, like literally everyone, you know, dig, dig the well before you're thirsty with everyone, you know, treat everyone like that. Uh, and, and, you know, opportunities are going to become, are going to come to you in abundance. And then also, you know, I, I, I think a podcast, Caleb, is just a, a, like a, an unbelievable way to build a world-class network in record time. Like it, there's, yep. there, there's really no better way. Yep. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this. Yeah the only way that someone's getting my time if they if like for an hour is if they get a podcast like i'll I'll talk to people i want to be really intentional with people and i've talked to people and built friendships and i have done that myself i mean man as we speak the 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 episode that dropped was with dave Meltzer. 
love the guy. Great. Love him. Love him. And I got to spend time with him through the podcast and example after example. I I agree with you. It's one of the greatest leverage points that one could use. I was just going to say that, you know, because uh, I don't get on the phone. I don't get on phone calls, random phone calls with people to get to know, like, you know, people on LinkedIn, they like to met like, Oh, it's got, you know, are you have any, are are you free this afternoon? Are you free next week? Are you, no, I'm actually pretty expensive and I'm not going to get on the phone with just anyone <laughs> like for without any, without a, a, a business purpose beyond it. Now, now people will say, well, Jordan, are, are you're not treating them like, you, like, uh, like they can get you a cover store in Forbes magazine. Then that's contradicting one of your rules. Well, you know, you could say that, but uh, it, there's, there's, you don't have treating everyone like they can get you a cover story in Forbes magazine doesn't mean you have to like get on the phone with anyone and everyone who asks. If you get on the phone with anyone and everyone who asks, you're that that's gonna be a pretty well, miserable then, existence. I mean, it would be for me. Like, yeah, I wouldn't get much done, and and uh, I I just be left with no energy. Uh, yeah. It'd be yeah. Uh, Adam Grant in his book Give and Take talks about a five minute favor, and I I live by this because it's like okay, there, I want to serve people and I, and I truly want them to be better off for having known me. But also if you look at successful people, if you look at what's the common theme, time. They're, they're obsessed with time because Bill Gates has the same yeah. amount of time as me as it relates to uh, and each day. And so it's not like, it's, it's not, I, get, I get what you're saying and it's mm-hmm. not like not, no one's important. It's just like, how can we serve? And like just chatting for 45 minutes on a phone right. call isn't, there, isn't, isn't the same. I know, there, there are just, there are just better ways. And a lot of time it's like, you know, with those types, it's, uh, you know, they're very well-intentioned. And I actually, I, you know, I, I will say I was guilty of that, you know, three years ago when I like was really starting to get active on LinkedIn. I would, you know, I would go in people's inbox and, in, uh, and ask people like to just like, just connect from a phone call. And, uh, but there, there's better ways, you know, get to know me. I mean, there's so many better ways to get to know me. Like it's already out there, like on the internet, on my podcast, like, it's it's honestly a little bit selfish if all that stuff is out there, but you want to you want to take my time personally, even though it's said way better like elsewhere. Like you don't, I, it's 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 hard, and I know this this will definitely come off as like cocky and pretentious. I I, I get that, but uh, look, it's a it's a difficult it's a difficult uh, it's a difficult situation, I guess. That's, yeah. That's what I'll say. Yeah, I, I think it comes down to self-awareness. And just, I think if you don't know what you want out of life, do do the work that you need to do to make sure that you have cl- some clarity on that. And by the way, you and I are both continuing to learn and it's like, you'll never have it figured out. But if you know the direction that you want to go, spend your time, connect with people, but and do so in a, in a life-giving way. And for someone like mm-hmm. you, might be different than a mentor down the street or a local mentor. You mm-hmm. might, you guys it might be different the way that you, you guys get to each other, yeah. but you will talk to people if the value's there. And I just yeah. think there's, there's, um, a, yeah, if pun it's intended. There. yeah if there's, there's a lot of value in being able to articulate that. Let's go back. Let's, this is called the better wealth podcast. Um, I love talking about money strategies, wealth, that the mindset. Um, I, I love the episode that we did together on your show because mm-hmm. I really was able to articulate some, some powerful concepts. What Jordan, when it comes to wealth, what is your mindset and how would you articulate better wealth? Well, for me, 
better wealth is not spending all of what I get. You know, I have, uh, I have this friend that, uh, you know, she, she makes 3,900 a month and she spends 5,000, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not just, a good, uh, not a good combination there. <laughs> no. And, 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 uh, and look, she actually doesn't now she does, but at the time she didn't have to, until recently she didn't have to pay rent and she was still spending that amount. And it was just like, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. It was like actually shocking to me. So look, man, I really don't, I, I, I really don't spend money on stupid things. Like every now and then I'll, I'll, you know, buy like, uh, maybe like five months ago, I got a nice pair of sunglasses and I'm looking at over there a $200 expense or maybe a little less. Um, and I, I, I don't, and I, you know, I got a, I, I got a nice car, you know, it's a, you know, it's like $440 a month and, and that's nothing because I, because I don't spend on stupid yeah. crap. I also don't look, I also don't make a million dollars a year, but like, I, I also, I also don't even make over a hundred thousand dollars a year yet. Now by the end of 2020, we're, we're fast approaching that, that, yeah. uh, that, that ceiling, uh, not even a ceiling, but I'm about to charge past it, uh, past, past that point pretty quickly. Uh, but I, I don't make that money, uh, but I also know I'm a rich man because I have freedom to be anywhere, anytime. I can live anywhere. Um, I can. I don't have to answer to people, and uh, and and for me, that's that's better wealth than than. I'd rather make seventy thousand a year doing what I'm doing as than than like one hundred forty thousand dollars a year behind a desk working at like I don't know HubSpot or. Yeah. Or, I mean, I just rent, need to rent. They're a great company, but uh, I don't want to work for them. You know, I just don't. Yeah. I don't. yeah. What, what I appreciate is I want, I want to remind the audience that you're 22 years old and you have this kind of mindset and already you've set up, I would say you're wealthy because you've set up a life that you love. You're going to get paid and you're going to continue mm-hmm. to get paid more and more. Right. Um, and I'm always in your quarter, my friend. So yeah. I'm here for you anytime. Um, dude, one of the one of the things I one of the last questions I like to end all these podcasts with are the legacy question, which kind of goes like this: This is your last day on earth. The people that you love the most are in your life. What are you going to pass on, and everything, and all the experiences that you've learned? What are you going to pass on to them in in your last conversation? Hmm, it's a good question. Um, you know, typically when people have asked me about you know, impact and, and legacy questions before. I mean, you phrased it much differently, but you know, people, when they ask like, oh, what kind of impact do you want to make uh, beyond this lifetime? And I, I, I say, oh, I actually don't care. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, I want to, I want to impact 20 billion people. You know, it's just not like, I don't really, uh, I don't care about that. Um, be great. Um, but, uh, I'm not, I, I honestly think like the whole impact, like, Oh, I want to impact a billion people. It's a little bit of like ego. Um, cause they're saying like, I, like I want a billion people to know my name more often than not is, is what they're, what, what people are trying to say when they say that. So I, it's not really like about that. Um, I just, I just hope that, uh, my uh my my curiosity and my ability to 
have fun and, and be a child in the best way uh, shines through throughout my life. And uh, I hope that that's a, a good example to, to follow. Yeah. I love uh, that, man. How can people get in touch in, uh, with you? Obviously, don't be sending Jordan and Calendly links. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, how could people be in touch with you, be in touch with uh, the content that you're putting out? And I'm telling you, stay tuned because this, you, you got multiple that conversations and TED Talks and viral videos in you. I'm excited to see, I'm excited to see them get produced. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, Growth Mindset University is my podcast. You can go to jordanparis.com slash EP149 for Caleb's episode, Money Masterclass with Caleb Williams. And uh, so start there. And, uh, and then, then there's some there's some great episodes, jordanparis.com slash podcast. It's all there. I love it, man. I love it. Uh, appreciate you being on the show. And I can't wait to catch up in person. Caleb, you're the man. I appreciate you. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.